Welcome to the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast, where we bring you amazing guests on the cutting edge of science, health, and business each week to share strategies that you can use to get the breakthrough you're looking for in your life. I'm your host, Dr. Nevada Gray. Joining me is my co-host, Chris Donahue. We're glad that you're joining us today. If you are enjoying our podcast, we invite you to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. We love hearing from you. Today's episode is sponsored by the Paleo Pharmacist in the Keto Course. Have you ever wanted to learn about the ketogenic diet and how to implement a properly formulated ketogenic diet into your lifestyle? The Keto Course includes instant 30-day access to a one-hour, one-on-one consultation, a month of unlimited email support, over 75 amazing videos, and printable 14-day meal plans, along with grocery lists that will speed up your weight loss and help break stalls. To learn more, see our show notes. The views expressed on the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast are the opinions of the hosts and guests and are not to be taken as medical advice, as the hosts and guests do not provide medical care. Information is provided for educational purposes only. You should consult your medical provider in relation to your own personal health and prior to making any changes in your diet and fitness. Brought to America 20 years ago by Utah brothers Nate and Mike Zelaznik, Vibervision is a proprietary non-visual perception skill that trains people how to detect their environment using intuition, vibration, and other multi-sensory abilities without the use of eyesight, used in Indonesia for decades by blind people in the Indonesian Special Forces. It has now been proven and endorsed by one of the world's most renowned neuroscientists, optometrists, and a team of blind people. The Vibravision Foundation is dedicated to providing blind students with financial aid to learn the skill, training trainers, advancing scientific and neurological research, and redefining blindness as we see it. Good morning, Nate Zalesnik. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, I am doing fantastic, Chris. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Yes, welcome. We're very excited that you're here. It's such an interesting topic. Nate, we have been, and thank you for your patience. I know we've tried to make this interview happen a few times. Uh, Nevada and I are so excited to have you. I think we're going to get into some really interesting stuff today, but stuff that is useful, uh, you know, especially today with our uh, stressed out uh, world where reality is upside down. I think we can all look to expand our perception and per- expand our consciousness. So without any further ado, Nate, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your story. All right. Well, uh, first of all, my name is Nate Zalesnik, and I'm the founding director of the Vibravision Foundation here in Ogden, Utah, as well as the Vibravision Corporation or the LLC, where we provide training for people in a multi-sensory discipline. Well, what that means is the ability to sense with more than just our five senses that we normally use. And my brother and I were blessed to be given the honor to bring this ancient method from the royal family of Java, Indonesia, here to America 20 years ago. And what we do is we, in a nutshell, we teach people through breath work, meditation, mindfulness, exercise, and specific exercises and drills how to become, in essence, superhuman and unlock an ability that all of us have, but society has not given us permission to believe we can do these things and so one of the things that most people do right off the bat is vibravision helps blind people to see in essence it's not actually visual sight it's an internal visual uh, sight with our mind's eye how to see the environment around them and i can tell you chris that 
in 20 years, I have seen things that I can only describe them. I, I've gotten kind of used to seeing this because I'm around it all the time. But the first time that I ever saw a blind person who their eyes were clouded over without, you couldn't see their pupils, couldn't see their irises, their eyes were white. And to see them come into my house from the other side of the planet, walk right in, know where everything was, behave and do things as if they had full 2020 vision, including cooking us dinner, telling us what was on the TV screen, reading pages of a book to us. You know, it just opens one's mind to the possibility that we're a lot more than just the physical body that we have, and we're a lot more than just what we see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. So that's a very um, short way of explaining we create Jedis. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And Nate, your story really started with a martial art and uh, seeing you know, a video. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and how that all kicked off this adventure for you? Sure. All right. Well, all right. So you may not be able to tell this by looking at me, but I come from a long line of servant leaders on both sides of my family, uh, people in the fields of medicine, in prosthetics, in genetic research, but also in healing and mysticism, especially on my father's side, going back over close to a thousand years to the roots of Jewish mysticism and the founder of the Kabbalah, so Jewish magic. Now, as we're understanding more and more through epigenetics, we don't just inherit our skin color and our eye color and our hair color from our parents and also maybe genetic triggers for cancer. We also inherit memories. We inherit traumas. We inherit talents. There are many things that are carried in the genetic code. So it's in my nature to want to help people. Now, that being said, <clears throat> when I was just a little kid, I was probably eight years old, and my mom would rent a VCR and rent ninja movies and Star Wars, I always grew up wanting to be a ninja Jedi. So fast forward <laughs> from wanting to be a ninja Jedi, but living in a small town in rural Utah and not having access to martial arts training to when I was 17 and I did start martial arts training and my brother, Mike, who was my business partner and the head instructor for Vibravision and this martial art for North and South America. And he started training when he was 14 and lived the lifestyle. Well, we wanted, we loved martial arts, but we've always had this deep desire to want to do something to help the world. So a series of events happened in 1998 that can only just be described as divine. There's no way this could have happened on accident. Um, it couldn't have been orchestrated. So I ordered an inner power course from Black Belt Magazine that guaranteed amazing chi in two weeks or I got my money back. And I'm like, yes, I'm American. Two weeks, chi, no monastery, no rice and water. I get awesome superpowers or I get my money back. Nice. So I ordered this course and it turned out to be a whole load of bunk as far as a very dangerous method of trying to build energy in your body by holding your breath, but without the proper supervision or instruction. Now, that aside, this came with a complimentary VCR, a VHS tape that showed Indonesian martial arts. Now, I knew I had some clothes made in Indonesia, but I didn't know where Indonesia was, and I had no idea that they did martial arts. I was involved in Japanese martial arts. So when I watched this video with my brother and we saw the things that these people were doing, things like breaking steel, breaking stone, uh, they were doing just punching steel plates as hard as they possibly can hundreds of times without injury. We're going, oh, my God, this is some way out there stuff. We didn't have any idea people did this. But there was one particular demonstration that just blew us away. And that was people who were blindfolded running, and I mean running, forwards and backwards through obstacle courses and then they would jump up and break big clay pots with their hand. And they were full of water and the water would splash everywhere. And it even showed people who were riding motorcycles in Jakarta traffic. Now, if you've ever seen or been uh, seen Southeast Asian traffic, 
oh my god <laughs> okay <laughs> uh just don't if you're if you're used to our driving here just don't even try hire somebody to drive you but they were had no problem with it and then it showed some military members military members who were shooting guns they were shooting balloons out of people's who they were people holding them in their mouth holding them in their hands and these people were shooting the balloons and they were also running through and with a, uh, a like a machete and the people would hold like a cucumber in their mouth and they would run up and slice the cucumber in the person's mouth and these people are military members blindfolded with a hood on and then the one that really grabbed me was in this segment of this video they had some blind people who would they were doing a demonstration for the Sultan of Oman and they would have people from the audience come down and use a you know dry erase marker on a whiteboard and they would draw something and they would write a word and then these people who were supposedly blind would come up and they would scan like like with their hand like they're sensing something with their hand and then they would duplicate whatever was on the board and i'm just like okay first of all wow second of all i call bull <laughs> yeah this doesn't exist this is not real uh that's nice for hollywood but <laughs> we can't really do this but something was just in the back of my mind saying well you know what the ninjas could do this uh jedis can do this why can't real people do this well I watched the video a couple times because you see stuff like that and you're just like, I have to watch it a few times. But I thought there was some kind of trick to it, even with the blind people, even with this, uh, the assistant to the Sultan of Oman saying, this is amazing. I verified this. Well, the next day, and I don't believe that the universe makes mistakes. We're all in divine timing and we are all in quantum entanglement with one another. We're just not aware of this consciously, but that doesn't mean it's not happening. And there are no accidents. So the next day when I'm I'm parked, well, I'm at a, stop, a stoplight right in front of the Utah schools for the deaf and blind. And about eight feet away from me is a blind woman with her dog. And she's waiting to cross the street in front of me. She gets the go ahead. The chirps start and she starts across the street. Well, the dog led her. Well, the dog went around the pole, and but it led her into the pole and she hit it. She just went walk straight into the pole and I'm thinking to myself oh my god that was close I mean what if well this is before Tesla's so we cars still made noise but if that dog had done that at the wrong time and I'd been coming through and I didn't see her I mean it could have been fatal to have that kind of, and dogs are supposed to do exactly what they need to be doing at this one hey maybe the dog was having a bad day but it hit me like a lightning bolt while I was sitting in my car. I wonder, I wonder if those blind, those Indonesian people can do anything to help blind people here. And so since I told you a little bit about my heritage, there was something deep inside me that just wouldn't let go. I, like something, I have to find out who those Indonesian people are. A, because if it's real, I want to learn what's going on there. But B, I just had this overwhelming desire to help blind people here and i didn't know blind any blind people i had no blind relatives i didn't have anything other than something inside that was leading me to do this and so i took two weeks at the local library using their computers to try to find the people on that video and it did and it was the marpati puti organization which means white dove so the white dove system of martial arts energy work, meditation, and expanded consciousness ability. So I contacted them, and I finally found somebody who spoke English. I was like, yes, because I tried. And then I'm like, oh, this is not going to work. Well, when I found the person that could help me, turns out they were the chairman of the Vibrovision Foundation for the blind in Jakarta. And I asked them, do you train blind people? And they're like, yeah. We train blind people. We've trained over 3,000 blind people. And we use this in our most elite special forces. They use it in addition to night vision. They use it for remaining calm on the battlefield. They also use it for search and rescue. So Indonesia being in the ring of fire, they have 
every type of natural disaster. I don't know about tornadoes, but they have hurricanes that they call, call typhoons. They have landslides, mudslides. They have torrential rains. They have stuff that happens there geographically. And so when towns get buried by mud, they call in the Kolpasus, which is their most elite special forces, to help scan. And I, I, this is well documented over there in their news. They scan to see where there are survivors under the mud. And they tell the people, dig here, don't dig there, those people are gone. And I mean, there's lots of news uh, <laughs> news documentation showing them doing this and digging people and survivors up under sometimes 10 feet of mud. And so I'm sitting there going, okay, they train blind people, they train special forces. Well, there's one thing that I am pretty confident on, and that is governments, no matter what government, is not going to invest millions of dollars in training their special forces operatives in something that could potentially get them killed. So that that lended some um, some credence to it, but I really wanted to see it for myself. So my brother and I, we sold all our stuff. We went into massive credit card debt to bring the very first Vibravision demonstration team over here to the United States. And that was in 1999. And that was fall of 1999. And what we did, we brought them over and we did demonstrations at the Utah Schools for the Deaf and the Blind. We did them at Weber State University for all of the major news stations here in Utah. And then I got the honor to go to Washington, D.C. and have dinner with the Indonesian ambassador and his wife. And they did a demonstration for them and uh, everybody in the embassy. And this is the first time this had ever been seen in this country, even though it was a cultural heritage in Indonesia. And it was released from the royal family to the Indonesian public in 1963 during a period of extreme civil unrest. And it was released in order to help people be able to feel and see and understand and be the connection that they are with everybody around them and also teach people how to defend themselves. So it does come from a martial art, yes, but we have taken that aspect of vibravision from the martial art and instead of taking people through four to six years of brutal iron body training before they could ever learn any of the vibravision skill, we let people come in and learn it from day one. And that's our mission. It's our mission to redefine blindness as we see it in this country and in the world. And to show people you can be superhuman. You have the ability. You just need the right hardware alignment, software upgrade, and the belief in yourself and some time and practice to do it. And you can do amazing things. This is just so fascinating and intriguing to me. And I think a lot of people can grasp the concept of physical blindness because that's something that we're aware of. But as far as intuitive blindness or cultivating and awakening these senses to be able to see intuitively, uh, for example, to be able to see color when you're physically blind, to see obstacles when you're physically blind, even to read a book and, and to navigate in your world. I was just wondering if you could share a little bit of the science or what exactly is happening there in a layperson's terms so they can grasp this concept. Okay, so I'm going to do my very best on that front. All right, so physics tells us that everything in the universe is made of energy, right? And I'm going to quote Dr. Joe Dispenza here because he's a hero, a hero of mine for sure. Um, I loved, I had a, a couple of very good conversations with him. And yeah, he is right on the money when he says that everything in the universe is energy. All energy carries a frequency and all frequency carries information. So we had a doctor of physics come in to evaluate vibravision. And he was very adamant and blunt that everything in the universe that is above zero degrees Kelvin vibrates at a specific wavelength. So everything in the universe is putting off some kind of vibration. So when we're talking about colors, we're talking about the construction or the composition of objects. When we're talking about the radioactivity of, say, certain um, radioactive substances, which 
Marpatiputi has uh, demonstrated in Indonesia the ability to detect the difference between radioactive substances. Everything is vibration. And so that's what vibrovision is. It's vibration vision. Now, it's not just vision, though. We have other senses. For instance, we have pressure receptors in our body, balance receptors in our body, humidity receptors. We have pain receptors, electromagnetic receptors. We have all these different things in our body that are just on autopilot that work under the radar that we're not consciously aware of, but they're giving us the uh, perception of our world. So when we think about honing our instincts and our intuition and our ability to catch these vibrations and make sense of them through this amazing antenna and receiver that we have, this uh, our, our avatar, if you will, <laughs> while we're here, this is an amazing opportunity for us to really expand our potential as human beings while we're here. Once we leave our body, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why you would need vibration because you're one with everything, right? You're part of the back to the quantum field. But uh, for while we're here, vibration gives us the opportunity to more and perceive more, understand more, and enjoy our life more. Because it's uh, once you start tapping into this universal connection that we all are part of, I'm not going to say that we all have because at no time are you not. It's whether you're aware of it or not. That's all. And so I hope I answered your question there. Um, but I want to make sure, if I didn't, please rephrase it. <laughs> please say it again, and I want to make sure I'll get very right to the point and make sure I answer it directly. Oh, no, that, that was clear and very easy to understand. Yeah. So I was wondering, just to follow up with that, because people are going to be curious, what techniques do you employ to develop and cultivate <laughs> senses because I would imagine that at some point it would require a little bit of rewiring of the brain for the body to be able to perform this task and I was wondering if you could just walk us through an example of what that would look like for one of your students that's learning to see through vibrate through the vibration sure absolutely so what we do is we just uh, like for instance we would have blindfold you and we'd have you know um have you in a room and we would have a door and we would open the door and we'd say, okay, your job is to run, run through the door and just pray you make it. I'm just kidding. No, we don't do that. <laughs> there are some trainers in, in Indonesia that actually do that though. And uh, usually their students, well, after a few concussions, they get it. I'm just kidding. Um, they do actually do that though. Uh, that's not how we do that. So what we do is this is through very precise meditative techniques designed to cause a specific change in our neurology, in our psychology, and in our perception of what is around us and also what's inside of us so without disclosing because this is a proprietary method there is nothing like this on the planet i mean we've had yoga masters that have 20 years of experience people from india that have been doing this their whole life doing energy work and meditation their whole life they get a whole they try this and they're like oh my god this is this is oh, what everything else is like flavored water and this is dr pepper i mean it is unique so uh using specific body postures to realign all the, the different um, i would say the neural pathways in our body yeah using specific breath technology now breath breath work is a very big buzzword right now and thanks wim hoff for bringing something out to light that's been around for about four thousand years <laughs> you know now it's becoming to it's coming to the masses where people are understanding the breath is life and it's the first thing you do when you're born it's the last thing you do before you die and it's one of the things that you concentrate on the least unless you have asthma or you're holding it underwater but when you start consciously using it to your benefit amazing things happen not just in your psychology but in your biology now since everything is energy our biology is also energy and we have more than just our physical body as well and so we help people through meditation breath work these body postures exercise and then specific drills to fire and wire new things in their mind and their body so that they start perceiving things on a different level start perceiving things that they were just not aware of before and when they start doing that 
it does take some readjustment and there's always something new around the corner when the people start going oh my god that's yellow and that's red i can tell the difference between yellow and red well yeah they feel different yellow and red have a different vibrational wavelength but to make the body and the mind so sensitive that you can feel what's around you and make a mental picture of that based upon your non-visual senses like I said, I can't reveal too much, but it is something that your listeners and you are welcome to come and learn. And it, it just blows your mind. It's uh, no, like I said, I'm kind of used to it because I've been doing this for around this for 20 years. And I've seen people without eyeballs go through an obstacle course and tell you what color shirt you're wearing. And like they don't have eyes. And I was like, oh, OK. But I'm really glad that society has kind of been prepared for this, not just through ninja movies, but especially, ah, my hat's off to George Lucas. I would love to meet that man, if nothing else, just (laughs) to say thank you for opening the realm of people, of society's mind, that things like this may be possible. And it's not always, it's not in a galaxy far, far away. It's a galaxy like the Milky Way, and it's right, right now. Yeah, Nate, you know, I think there's something inside all of us that knows that there's more. There's more that we can do. There's more that we can perceive. And I think we're just catching up to the science. I, two of my favorite quotes um, that, you know, bear on this, one by Nikola Tesla, he said, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And then Albert Einstein, pretty smart guy, he said, everything in life is vibration. And then he said, concerning matter, we have been all wrong. What we have called matter is energy, whose vibration has been so lowered as to be perceptible to the senses. There is no matter. I mean, this is the founder of modern physics cosmology saying that there is no matter that it's just energy and so in that context to say that everything has vibration and that we can train ourselves to pick up on that vibration and to distinguish it it really makes sense now i've i've watched a lot of your videos i've seen some of your students, Nate, and, you know, it was very touching to me watching two of your uh, fully blind students share some of their their story. And to have a guy who not only is blind, but he has no eyes. He has plastic eyes. He drops a screw on the floor of his garage, and he is able to, using VibroVision, walk over, bend down, and with two fingers, pick up that screw or to hear his wife say that uh, a little bit into her training, she started to perceive lines on her walls in her house. And she was, what, what are these lines? Like we don't have wallpaper. What's, what's happening here. And then she went over and realized this is the studs. I'm seeing the studs. I mean, this is like an X-ray, the matrix (laughs) perception that is happening here. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm fascinated. And, and I think that you're only scratching the surface. And what I love is that, and it's something I've heard you say several times. You said it earlier in this interview, you talked about giving people permission to go beyond our limitations. And I think that, what the work that you do and Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipton and so many others is that's what it's about. It's about just giving people permission to go beyond, to try to, you know, we are limited by our own self limitation. So I I wondered if you can talk about that in our own daily lives, how can we go beyond what we know? Okay. There, there are many roads to Rome, right? The first thing that has to happen is we have to have a desire. And I'm not talking about like, well, 
it's a flight of fancy. I mean, it's got to be a burning desire to improve ourselves on a daily basis. Now, if you follow, it doesn't matter if it's uh, Jim Rohn, if it's Tony Robbins, if it's Les Brown, if it's Joseph McClendon III, it doesn't matter. Any motivational speaker out there is going to tell you, you got to get up and rise every single day with a goal in mind to make yourself a better person than you were the day before. So right off the bat, the desire to improve oneself. So if somebody is stuck in the emotions of, say, apathy or self-pity or shame or things like that, where they're in a dark place, they may not have that motivation to do that. But there is always a way to climb that ladder of emotions. And I recommend Dr. David Hawkins' book, Power Versus Force. I see you nodding the yes. Climbing this ladder of the levels of consciousness is... It's not like, oh, I got hit by an apple sitting under a tree like Isaac Newton. And all of a sudden, I'm the Bodhisattva and I'm an enlightened being. No, it's, it's a process and it may take numerous, multiple thousands of lifetimes. Who knows? I just work here. <laughs> I don't know these things. <laughs> so um, <laughs> the first thing has to be desire to want to improve oneself. The second thing is an open mind. Because as soon as we start saying this is the way and it's the only way, well, we close ourselves off to every possibility that might be another way that resonates with us and would actually lead us through these doors faster or in a more efficient way. The second thing I would highly recommend for everybody to find an assistant, a coach, a guide, a mentor. You know, um, there are so many people now that are dealing with health issues because I'm not going to say because of COVID, but because of the situation that COVID has produced as far as isolation. And now we're doing everything with Zoom. So having that oxytocin from a hug or a handshake or that interaction between human energy fields is just not there as much um, as, it used, as it possibly could be. And for good reason. I mean, let's, let's flatten the curve, right? This will be over and we'll get back to hugs later. But... To have someone there that you can A, be accountable to, B, is going to help motivate you, C, is going to help you see the things that you don't see in yourself and in your world, because make no doubt about it, my friend who's blind, who has plastic eyes, is blind, but so are all of us. We just don't see what we don't see. And that's why having a mentor or uh, someone who is willing to give it to us straight and help us see what we don't see in our own circumstance is so important. And I actually, I had someone do that for me that uh, it changed everything about my life, about my emotional intelligence, about my perception. And I just happened to meet her laying on the ground at a Joe Dispenza advanced retreat. She was laying next to me. She just happened to be my soulmate. And so, and she's an amazing intuitive coach. And so she's been able to do that for me where so many other people, uh, they just didn't resonate with me. And I encourage everybody to go and find the person or people or group that resonates with you, that helps you go past your boundaries. The third thing is to take action on it. If we just talk about it all day till we're blue in the face, that's great. But unless you act, you will have no result. And we can spin our wheels on a hamster wheel and just run in place forever because we don't have any direction. And then we're a human doing. But sometimes it's just important to sit and be still and listen inside and be a human being. So those things, believe in yourself, find someone to help you. Third thing, act and don't stop. The human connection is just so important. And while you were speaking to that, I automatically thought of the law of attraction, uh, which was brought mainstream through the secret, which a lot of people can relate to, as well as um, aligned action to manifest your life. And there are a lot of people sitting, working at home, that are reevaluating and reflecting on their life and purpose right now. And vibration is so important to manifestation in attracting that life that you want, attracting the people that resonate with you. What would your advice be for people that are sitting there that are looking to up their vibration uh, to be able to make those things happen? What are some, some strategies people can <clears throat> kind of 
get out of that funk, so to say. Okay. All right. So uh, two different things that I'm going to recommend. Um, the first one is I cannot speak highly enough about Dr. Joe Dispenza and his work. I mean, uh, he's being able to take what was once mysticism and quantify it with scientific backing. And like he says, science is the contemporary language of mysticism. That's it's so totally true. It seems like it's magic until we can define it and quantify it. Well, he's helping to do that. I would recommend everybody look Dr. Joe Dispenza up on YouTube. Start listening to what that man has to say and really feeling what it has to do with you. And his meditations, while they're very interesting and strange for most people, they are very effective. And it's been shown to lengthen telomeres, create genetic upregulation for health and downregulation for cancer markers, all kinds of things, as well as creating mystical states. And in fact, his former chief neuroscientist has come and done brain mapping on VibraVision, and he's blown away. And so we're all playing in the same sandbox. So Dr. Joe Dispenza is a great resource right there. The second thing, and I do not work for Dr. Joe Dispenza, just so you know, um, if he's listening, Dr. Joe, get a hold of me. We have some work to do. But <laughs> another person that I just came across where I'm a big fan of sound technology, whether it's binaural beads, tripneural beads, hypno, hypnotic, hypnos hypnosis, monoral technology. His name is Maury Zelkovich. And it's called the Mori Method, M-O-R-R-Y, the Mori Method. And um, I'll tell you what, I can actually, I'll send you an, a link um, that can help everybody get a free uh, download of what he does. It's so out there. I've been in like Monroe Institute, Holosync, all these different types of binaural beat technologies and researching it ever since I was 16 years old. And that was a long time ago. We'll just put it that way. Uh, almost 30 years. I've never experienced anything like his at all. I mean, I've tried literally thousands of meditations that involve sound technology. Maury's method is unique. I noticed a difference. Boom. First time I listened to it. Like immediately. And it's it's different. It's just different. So um, I, I can get that over to you. So you can send it to the listeners and they can go try it themselves. Um, for, for for free and it's it's awesome it's truly awesome so i would recommend a sound technology something that you can meditate and you know guided meditations are so useful for beginners because of the chatter of the monkey mind where we want to get off into la la land and think did i leave the iron on wait a minute i don't even own an iron and then we're down a rabbit hole of um thought that is not meditation and sometimes and i'm sure a lot of people out there can relate to this we start a meditation and then we start thinking of something that's wrong and we start to think about what we're going to say to that person next time or how they pissed us off in the fourth grade um, and what we should have done and we start releasing more of the hormones of stress instead of <laughs> having the oxytocin and vasopressin these other wonderful chemicals that can be released through meditation through proper meditation so a guided meditation is a really good idea so I would start there. It doesn't take a long time, maybe even just 10, 15 minutes to sit quietly and be, and be guided. And if you need help, there are sound technologies that can help you get into brainwave states that will help your body repair, help your mind repair. And, you know, when we're asleep, our minds can be over twice as active as when we're awake. So by going to sleep, it allows our body to rest. But is our mind really resting? No. Meditation is like the only time you actually get to be blank and shut down. Now, unplug your modem. Unplug it back in, right? And restart that. Uh, our communication device and our, our receiver, so to speak. So that's what I would recommend right off the bat is. And also exercise. Don't forget to move. Move every single day. Stress your body every single day, meaning not not necessarily high impact, but stress your muscles. Pay attention to your breath. Pay attention to your thoughts because thoughts are things. And it is it is more difficult for all of us. And I'll, I, uh, full disclosure, I uh, I was a victim of COVID-15, meaning I put on 15 pounds because I've been doing so much Zoom and not nearly as much martial arts. Um, but uh, now I'm on a, 
a cleanse that uh, I've shed 12 pounds in the past 10 days. And it's just time to get that, you know. And we all have, no matter where we're at, we can always start from right there. And that's all we can do. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. Nate, I wanted to ask you about, like, I'm a, I'm a massage therapist. I do a lot of energy work, and I've been practicing Qigong for many years. Tell us, like, where does, where does this intersect with Qigong, prana, these subtle energies that I think every culture has had some awareness of and has been able to tune and tap into in some way? Yeah, yeah. Thoughts? Okay, well, first of all, <clears throat> have you seen any of our other videos of, like, uh, I don't know, what we do as far as breaking, breaking steel, stone, uh, stacks of bricks? I mean, the special forces are going nuts, and they're doing, like, three stories worth of bricks, like three, like, 30 feet full of bricks. It's like, okay, you guys are a little nuts, but, uh, yeah. So when it comes down to energy, everything is energy, right? So the Marpati Puti method, and I'm going to get a little bit uh, saying, I'm going to nerd out on you and the listeners just a little bit. <clears throat> so part of Joe Dispenza's thing is pulling the mind out of the body and creating a, an, an inductance field of energy through the cerebral spinal fluid and up the spine and to produce a release of different chemicals from the pineal gland that through a series of different transmutations can go from melatonin to dimethyltryptamine or DMT, the most powerful psychoactive known, and which results in people having mystical, out-of-body, interdimensional, everything, universal experiences uh, a lot of times. Not always, but a lot of times. So that being said, how long is your spine? Your spine, average person, if they're LeBron, okay, six and a half feet. But for the average person, probably two to three feet long for their spine. Now, to create an inductance field of electricity or electromagnetism, not electricity, but electromagnetism around the spine, imagine being able to do that through oh, 100,000 miles of blood vessels and the spine. That's one thing that Marpati Puti does. And I'll be honest, I can't, I'm not going to lie to anybody out there. It is difficult. Marpati Puti is not easy. But your electrical field, just as an example, when we were working with Dr. Jeffrey Fannin, who was Dr. Joe Dispenza's former chief neuroscientist and did over 4,000 brain scans for Dr. Joe, he brought a gas discharge visualization machine that measures your electricity in your body. I shut down that computer, that whole system. I crashed this whole system seven times in a row. Just putting my finger on a, pla a plate of glass and they'd run an electrical current through it and read you. Uh, my brother shut it down. We stopped after five times. We couldn't ever get a reading on him. Um, one of our hypervision practitioners, he shut it down four times. It would just like crash, have to restart the whole computer because there was too much energy. And he's like, God, I've never seen anything like this. You guys are just breaking my stuff. And we're like, ah, well, <laughs> uh, sorry, not sorry. I've never done this before. I don't know um, what to tell you about that. So when it comes down to this Murpati Puti and the breath techniques, they it builds energy in your body, the bioelectricity or the electromagnetism faster than anything I've ever seen. Because with Qigong to actually get, or Neikong, both, either discipline, it takes usually years to gain a measurable amount of electricity. Murpati Puti being very difficult and very precise in how we do this, it's usually weeks or months. Wow. And people will be able to have a mind-blowing energy-sensing experience usually in about 20 minutes, their first 20 minutes. We can do that and start to perceive things around them. Like vibrovision, but not quite, obviously, that takes some time. Yeah. So. This is just so fascinating to me, and my mind is just spinning with possible applications of the science, not just in blindness, but in other conditions. For example, where people have loss of proprioception or, or other sensory issues, and I'm sure people are asking themselves, can, can this be applied for that? For example, patients that have had strokes or patients that have had spinal cord injury, and I was just wondering what your thoughts were on that. 
Okay. Uh, well, what my thoughts are on that is, first of all, excellent question. And uh, <laughs> second, I'm going to tell you a story about a man named Dave. So uh, let's see. I'm also going to pull up something else that will this is going to be okay i'm just getting it really quickly this is and it's two minutes long and i'll let you listen to it it, it would be very good for your viewers to be able to listen to her as well so dave this gentleman named dave he was paralyzed on the left side of his body after being hit with fragmentation from a grenade fragments from a grenade in vietnam and he was paralyzed on the entire left side of his body, had braces on the left side of his body, and had no sensation on the left side of his body. So it was essentially a shrapnel-induced stroke, <laughs> if you can think of it that way. Um, well, he came to us, and within three months, he looked down, and he was getting teary-eyed, and we're like, Dave, what, what's going on? And he's like, I can feel my hand, and he started being able to move it. For the first time in, what, 40 years? So that was not something that we're, we're like, oh, you know, we're going to see how this works. Uh, we don't really know. Uh, well, we can do our very best. So we modified the positions and some of the techniques for him so that he could go and uh, participate in class. And after three months, he started being able to feel sensation of pain in his hand, which he hadn't felt in decades. So as far as that's concerned, yes. Uh, we can't make any guarantees for healing. Nobody can. Even doctors can't. That's why they call it a medical practice because they're still practicing. Some doctors have told me that. I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense. But what I'd like to do is I'm going to take two minutes and I don't know if if I play something on my screen. Can you hear this? We should be able to. Can you hear? It's like a, oh, like a, did you hear anything right there? Here, let me, no. let me go ahead. I'll, I'll play it again. All right. Are you able to hear that now? Yeah. Okay, so I wonder if there's a share function uh, on this where uh, I've not, this is my first time using Skype, so thanks everybody for bearing with me. Um, well, I tell you what I can do. I can actually send this over to you. You could actually pop this into the um, yeah. podcast. Sure. Yeah, okay, because it's, it's a YouTube video, and what this is is this is a this is a lady by the name of Dana Lisa Gang, and she's a best-selling author. Uh, she her book, the forward to her book, was written by Wayne Dyer, and she came to us with Vibrovision to learn. Well, okay, so this is her her story. In about thirty years ago, she was in the Navy, and six months into her naval service. She was raped and beaten, left for dead, and actually thrown off a 75-foot uh, cliff. And she was paralyzed from the neck down. And through her amazing journey, her strength of will, stem cell therapy, meditation, and Dr. Joe type miracles of rebuilding herself, she's now able to walk a bit she's able to use her arms uh, she doesn't have much sensation in her hands she's working on that and she came to us in order to learn vibrovision not in the hopes of seeing without her eyes but in the with the intention of the goal to <laughs> remap her neurology rebuild her body and gain her senses and her function of her body back more fully and You'll just have to look at her, watch her testimonial. Everyone out there, when you see this link, go and see Dana's testimonial. That's, I can say, with our testimonials out there, results are typical. Mm, wow. Results, they vary, but results are typical. Everybody comes through, has a different experience, and everybody who comes through looks at their life differently afterwards. It's a, so like we offer five day immersion courses in Indonesia, you know, they will not train non-Indonesians. My, my brother and I are the very first non-Indonesian people to ever be allowed to learn Merpati Puti, the martial art or vibravision, the very first. But we teach anybody 
who applies and you know goes through a background check. We we don't just accept anybody. That's we've had some sketchy people come. And we're like, eh, no, I don't know about that. We're going to keep our other members safe for sure. But that said, to allow people to come in and in five days go from hello to holy crap, it's an amazing special feeling that we're we're just beyond honored to be able to offer this to everyone so uh, and I, I appreciate nate that you've taken something and just have a passion to share it with the world to share it with the blind community to share it with the mind community and uh you you talk a lot about uh vets and helping uh blind and inner injured veterans and uh what what's in store i know you're just kind of starting this uh you know you've been at it for a while in in ogden utah and kind of rolling it out to the world so where do we go yeah. from here okay well as my uh my girlfriend my my soulmate would say you know nate this is amazing it only took you 20 years to be an overnight success she's <laughs> <laughs> so right all right, so just to let people know, first of all, a lot of people aren't aware that we have over 175,000 blind veterans in this country, but only around 43% ever go and get any assistance through the VA at all, at all, at all, ever. So that's, uh, I'm not saying anything about the Veterans Administration or their ability to help blind people, but I am going to say, and I think we all understand this, we know this for a fact that more veterans, we lose more soldiers through suicide than we do through war. Yeah. And I was talking with um, a woman who was the, one of the heads of rehabilitation and yoga therapy for the VA. And just right before this, it was the day before this, they had a veteran commit suicide in the VA parking lot. So this is a serious thing where it's not just blindness for veterans it's also the mental ramifications of seeing things that the human mind should never have to deal with and not being able to deal with it and we've had numerous numerous soldiers with severe ptsd find a sense of inner peace and health and rehabilitation through what we do that they've never gotten through the biofeedback or through the behavioral therapy or through to the drugs that is that are available and we're, i'm not saying that we can help every veteran but for all the veterans and those are just blind veterans how many veterans do we have out there who have sacrificed everything for our country who are not taken very good care of when they get home that are out there that are suffering with mental issues that could possibly be remedied so the veterans that is one area but when we look at this in the whole we're looking for blind community right obviously that was our main mission it is still our main mission but what about for emergency responders imagine firefighters that were aware of where they should go in a burning building or if they were able to hold their breath for say five times longer in a situation like that or they were able to control their stress hormones in a life and death situation to make more clear and cogent decisions under pressure. It could be used for our military in a general infantry for physical fitness, aerobic and anaerobic stamina and health and energy. We can uh, go and look into the, say, the spec ops, the CIA, NSA. We're looking for operatives who need to be in places where uh, they are under very strict um, guidelines to do certain things and I don't know what they are but, but think about it for a minute if we had operatives that were able to see through walls or sense through walls or if they were able to have that intuitive knowing well it could keep our operatives safer that way now that stuff aside let's look at say ambulance drivers people who have to deal with seeing things happen to people and having to deal with that. It's not just soldiers that have to that see things that happen to people that their mind can't deal with. It's first responders as well, doctors as well, nurses and medical personnel, children. Imagine if kids 
we're just taught you can be a Jedi from the time you're five or six years old, and they just got that ability and kept that ability. Every single kid who's trained with us has gone to high honor roll almost immediately and stayed there because they're able to use more of their brain. And they're able to cheat off their neighbor's paper without even having to look. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that is strictly forbidden, by the way. Um, that is just a joke. Um, but every single child is trained with us. It's They're not afraid of the dark anymore. They unlock parts of their brain and able to keep those things open that for us adults, sometimes it's harder to walk through that door. But think about this. And what if there was an, a, a blind, a, an American ninja warrior competition where everybody's blindfolded? Mm. Yeah. How cool would that be? Because uh, military officers in Indonesia, they, I mean, they shoot AK-47s and sniper rifles and stuff blindfolded. Uh, they skydive blindfolded. They drive Jeeps blindfolded. Um, and this is part of their military training and testing. So it's like, it's legit. Um, so we've got military, we've got civilian, we've got first responders, we've got kids, we've got competition, we have blind people, and then we have people who are none of those things who simply want to expand their awareness of what is reality while we're in the human experience. And that would be, as you said, Chris, the mind, the mind community, the mindfulness community, which that is growing exponentially because, well, once you ring a bell, you can't unring it. And these things that are coming out now for scientific discovery and also conscious understanding, because society is giving us more and more permission to believe these things and to do these things now. You can't put the pony, you can't walk the ponies back to the barn, so to speak. Once they're out, they're roaming, roaming free. But a lot of the time, uh, one thing that I can say is Merpatiputi and Vibravision is an excellent racetrack for people to get those horses in a run and stay in their lane and learn how to go fast. So the uses are endless. Where we're at now, though, we're offering five-day immersive courses here in Ogden, Utah for the moment. However, in 2021, we are going to begin offering off-site training. So if people have a group of five to 20 people, we will fly to you. We will bring our trainers. We will bring our supplies. We will bring it to you. And our next immersion coming up is actually November 6th through the 10th. So there's very little time. If anybody wanted to jump on in, they could go to vibravision.com and apply now because we need to do the background check. It takes 24 hours. We've had people do it as little as two days and be approved. Other people take two and a half months because they just they let things get lost in their inbox. Uh, so if somebody is really motivated, wants to learn this now, they can do it November 6th through 10th. The next one is February 5th through 9th next year. So 2021, for a lot of people, it's going to be the year that they become a superhuman. 2020 has been screwed up. Nobody dies out one. <laughs> Man, nobody knows it's been it's been screwed up. So um yeah, this is something that we're so passionate about. And now that we have the scientific backing, we have now we have uh we just had oh, our last immersion. She is she runs the COVID unit of a huge hospital in Chicago. She's an MD and blew her away. But I mean, we've got medical, optical, neuroscientific, physics, blind community. We've got people from all these different areas going, yeah, this is real. Uh, and yeah, this is going to change the world. And I'm just a messenger. I'm just a messenger. I'm here to help. And that's it. Awesome. Well, Nate, thank you so much. And we are so excited to see what where you go from here, where, where VibraVision goes. Uh, we certainly would like to help spread the message and just uh like you said give people permission to go beyond their limitations and to be truly superhuman thank you so much and we look forward to having you on the show again someday and talking some more i look forward to it thank you it has been an honor and a pleasure and i hope everybody out there has a wonderful week ahead and you guys take care
Thank you for listening to the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast. We are now available on iHeart Podcasts and all of your favorite podcast listening platforms. As always, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. We love hearing from you. If you're interested in being a guest on our podcast, send us an email. Link in the show notes.